welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Kitty Pickler, and with me is my very, very rational co-host, Court Winsett. Hello, my name is Court Winsett. <laughs> and with that, we have the opening bell. Okay, so today we are going to talk about spending money. It's everybody's favorite thing, right? Absolutely. I know I love <laughs> spending money. But so this one is going a little bit more about behavioral finance. Now that sounds intense and scary, and it is a huge topic that covers a lot of different things. But today we're just going to kind of tip of the surface and talk about rationalizing and justifying why we spend and what we do with that money and where it goes to. Yeah. So behavioral finance is a, is a very, very popular field right now of basically where, where they, they, they analyze the different things that people do when making financial decisions, The, the, the different mindsets that people have toward finances and how that affects the financial decisions that they make. That's really just sort of a, I don't know. I came up with with that <laughs> definition of behavioral finance. It probably doesn't really fully explain it well, but it is a huge topic, and it is something that we very much enjoy and that we both uh, are currently studying, but um, it's not anything that we could cover in one podcast episode or help. There could be a podcast dedicated just, there probably are several podcasts <laughs> dedicated to just behavioral finance. And obviously that's not exactly where we focus, but it is a topic that obviously plays very much into uh, financial advising and financial planning. So it is something that we want to touch on. So every now and then we'll throw you a little nugget. Yep. So millions of Americans find themselves in credit card debt. And I know we've done a whole episode about debt and all of that, and this is not what this is about. Many of them complain that they don't know how they got into debt, how it got so unmanageable. What happened? You may have a strict budget, but then comes those other expenses. Yes, some people may be able to pinpoint that, you know, oh, it was because their washing machine broke or it's a car repair or medical expenses. But there's also a lot of that that falls into the club of rationalizing spending. And it's, you know, when life happens, you know it's an emergency. But what about those social or those emotional emergencies? Yeah, they're the social and emotional er emergencies. (laughs) It's real. But really, okay, let's, I'm going to be honest with everybody on this. And this is, I'm, I'm right there with all of you. It's really excuses and lies we give and tell ourselves. And we don't see the problem. I mean, how many people find themselves having an excuse every time they overspend or fudge those numbers a little bit? Oh, it was on sale. But how we spend our money is very much behavioral. There's a lot of psychology behind it. Um, We've been rationalizing things our whole lives. I got an F on my test because the teacher hates me. I didn't get my chores done because I had so much homework because of that teacher that hates me. (laughs) (laughs) I was late to work because I hit a school zone. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the fact that I stayed in bed an extra 45 minutes. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't get my project done because I had to do other people's work. Mm -hmm. How many times have I heard that from all of my kids? (laughs) (laughs) So as you can see, you're like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, yeah, we've been doing it our whole lives. So our top five is a little bit different today. We're actually going to do five different scenarios, and um, Court and I are going to play two different roles. I will be the heart. Of course. And you will be the head. Of course. So what we're meaning is we're going to have a scenario, and I'm going to be the the caring side, and Court is going to be the rational. Uh, I mean, the 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 smarter decision, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I want to go that far. I don't don't want to... to, um, 
insult those people that that make decisions emotionally, but I would certainly say that um, uh, logic is a far better route to make any logic. Decision. There you go. Yeah, the logical decision versus like the heartstrings decision. Okay, first scenario. Take emotion out of it, Katie. I, well, no, I'm I'm playing the heart. Okay. First scenario number one. Daughter invited to prom. Now, this is not her school prom. This is she is invited by a boy, so she's going to another school. Yeah, you threw that part in there just because <laughs> it makes it a little bit easier on me. But Yes, so <clears throat> she wants to get a new dress, of course, because who doesn't want a new dress for prom? Mm -hmm. So, head versus heart. Okay, so obviously, as I said, the reason Katie threw in there different school <laughs> is because, you know... There's there is this there's this kind of stereotype of dads that we don't get how important the dress is for prom. And so Katie is kind of throwing me a, bo a bone by by making it okay, this is a this is a different school. This is a school that she doesn't go to, so nobody at this dance will have seen all of her previous prom dresses because obviously as a dad, my reaction to her going out and getting yet another $500 dress that she is going to wear <laughs> one time is Absolutely not. Why not wear something in your closet? You already have 16 different dresses that you, you know, we buy a dress. We buy like three dresses for every homecoming. We buy a dress for every prom. Why, why, why can't you just wear one of those? And the heart side of it is because you want to be all up in the moment and you want that special thing. And in the age of social media, if someone sees you in the same dress you wore to your prom, then yeah, you're going to be like, oh, you don't want that. Now I will say a little bit of agreeing with you, meeting you in the middle. Um, most girls I know, yes, you'd buy the new dress for every school dance in high school. But then if you're in a sorority, you take those dresses to school and you'll wear them for sorority formals and stuff. And then maybe if you can still fit in them after college, then you can wear them to galas and all of that. So you do wear them eventually, but you still need a new dress to really make that magical moment. There is a picture of Robin and I on... There's a picture of my wife and I on our honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And there, it's one of those posed pictures because we took a cruise for our honeymoon. And there's a picture of us and she is wearing a dress that she bought for one of my high school dances. You know. See? So, yeah. There's you know. your example. Okay. Next scenario. Getting gas. Oh, let's go back to the last okay. scenario for just a second. Because I just want to throw two words at you in terms of this whole people have seen me in it before. Uh, thing. <laughs> and that is Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton, Princess Catherine, she wears her dresses over again and over again. It's the new chic. Girls be more like Kate Middleton. <laughs> Boom. Okay, so this one uh, is about getting gas and really it kind of goes into rationalizing and procrastinating. And so obviously the heart of it is like it's you're just finished your CFP class. It's 9.30 at night. I want to get home. I don't want to stop for gas. The biggest lie we all tell ourselves, I'll get it in the morning. <laughs> okay, well, so what happens when you roll around in the morning? Okay, well, I've got to stop at the very first gas station. Oh, well, whatever. But, you know, come on court. Bring my logic. What happens at that point usually? Okay, so usually you, if you're anything like, anything like some other people that I know, I won't say who, you misjudge how much gas you have left and how far you'll be able to get on that tank. So what you do is 
You drive home because you're tired right now and you don't feel like stopping at the gas station. And so you'll just do it in the morning. And when you get up in the morning, first of all, if you remember that you need gas, (laughs) which probably you won't, but if you remember that you need gas, you'll go get in your car and you'll realize that you're so low on gas because you went ahead and drove home rather than stopping at a gas station. You're so low on gas that you basically have to drive to the first gas station you can get to because you you can't pick based on price or anything like that. You've just got to go to the first one you see because you're so low you're about to run out. And again, that's if you remember in the morning that you needed gas, which probably you won't. So probably you'll be running late for work. You'll get in your car and you'll go, oh, shoot. I need gas. So you'll have to stop at the first gas station you come to, fill up, paying for overpriced gas, and you'll be late to work. Yes. So I feel like I just got scolded because these two boys get lots of Snapchats from me of my gas tank light on and I've got like three miles till empty. So yes, the head and the heart of that is the heart says, oh, I'm tired. I'll deal with it later, which is really procrastinating. And the head is saying, look, if you would just go ahead and go get the gas and you have control of how much you're paying. Find a find a fun song that you really like to listen to and make it make it a thing. Like I'll spend a few extra minutes in my car. How much longer is it going to take for you to actually get to the gas station, stop and fill up, and in the meantime, you get to you you get to listen to one of those audiobooks that I talked about loving so much. <laughs> okay, head and heart debate number three: bringing food into the office. So I I feel like if I'm going to go out to lunch and go get something or if I'm running late to work and I feel bad about it, so I stop at Chick-fil-A because if I'm going to be late, this all goes back to high school. If I'm going to be late, I'm at least going to show up with something. Well, I can't just go and get myself a chicken biscuit. I need to bring chicken biscuits for the whole office. Yeah, you are a victim of your elementary school teacher. I don't know what her name is, but we'll call her Miss... Uh, ruined you for life because basically <laughs> what you're doing is you're going by the logic of oh if I, I can't bring anything I can't I can't eat something for myself if I didn't bring enough for everyone you know you pull out that snack in class and the teacher's like did you bring enough for everybody okay no I didn't bring enough for everybody I brought enough for myself because I'm an adult now and I can feed myself I don't have to feed everyone in the office I'm gonna buy myself some food everybody else can fend for themselves <laughs> okay Number- I, what do you, you? You're not. You know. You don't even have. An, you don't even have. A, you're not going to fight back at all. I, I'm going to rationalize that decision more in this episode. <laughs> we'll just. We'll just move on. Number four, buying gifts um, more than you expected, but you think of the joy on that person's face, and so you find something for them. It is more than you budgeted, but heart. You, you know that they're going to love it. You know it's going to mean so much to them. And maybe one day it'll come back to you. Mm. Okay, so here's my thing on this. Um, rationally speaking, that's dumb. Have a budget and stick to your budget. I mean, I, I admit, I actually understand the whole overspending on gifts thing. But it, it, it has less to do in my circumstance with... Oh, this is so much more than I intended, but I love this person and I want to make them happy. And more the whole rational side of it. Um, I need a gift for this person. I'm a really terrible gift giver. This is expensive. Maybe they'll like it, but at least I'll have something to give them and I won't get in trouble with them. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, well, the last one that we're going to debate is um, you get invited on a once in a lifetime trip. And it may be one, we're not going to say it's free, but it is, you know, maybe it's a great deal, but it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You have not budgeted for this. The heart says, 
go. It's once in a lifetime. You know, seize the day, live the moment. You've got it. It's once in a lifetime. You've got to go. You'll deal with the bills when you get back. Like it'll be okay. Okay, that last thing that you said, you'll you'll deal with the bills when you get back. <laughs> that right there flies in the face of everything that we try to teach people. I so, know. I mean, right there, no. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm a hard no on the whole. Like once in a lifetime, maybe I'm saving some money by taking this one this opportunity because it's going to be cheaper. But I'm still spending a bunch of money that if it just popped up out of nowhere, I probably didn't plan for, and I probably don't have budgeted, it's going to throw everything out of whack. It's a really bad idea. We won't even get into the fact that I personally probably couldn't just drop everything and go on a trip that was unplanned. It would just drive me all sorts of crazy. I've got to get off work. What are my wife and kids going to do? Are they going to be able to go with me? Can I afford that? I mean, is it family invited? You know, all of these things start running through my head and I'm a hard, hard no. Okay, ladies and gents, that concludes the head versus the heart debate. I feel like I won all of those. Yeah, I just want to say. I don't know. Well, let let's let me rationalize and justify some stuff in this cuz I feel like a lot of this is going to be calling me out and I am proud to discuss it and talk about it and actually I've got lots of stories of several of our coworkers here with a lot of these points. So, we're talking about psychology. The psychology of impulse spending. There's a lot of overlap between psychology and economics because both focus on certain aspects of how we make these decisions. Impatience is our tendency to choose immediate rewards rather than wait for a larger reward in the future. You know, you sit there and think about that short-term gratification as well as, you know, not wanting to wait. So, yeah, there's this great deal on this TV and instead of waiting and saving up to get it in, you know, two months, three months, a year, you go ahead and get it now. We should all save up for those larger rewards and not do the short-term decisions. Again, we should all try to do that. Did you realize this is actually called a post-purchase? It's a buyer's Stockholm syndrome. You mean like, is buyer's remorse? I mean, is that what buyer's we're Buyer's Stockholm syndrome. That sounds better than buyer's remorse. <laughs> um, rationalization in a nutshell is when someone purchases a product or service that, that proceeds to be overlooked by their faults or defects in order to justify their purchase. The rationalization is based on the principle of commitment and the psychological desire to stay consistent to that commitment. AKA, you're stubborn and you are going to defend it to the death of so, why you're doing this. The opposite of buyer's remorse. Basically, buyer's Stockholm syndrome is like you bought it and you're gonna you're gonna defend it you're to defend your death it. because yes. you 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 want to feel good about it. So why we rationalize spending? It's a psychological barrier. We lie to ourselves because then we don't want to have to change. It benefits us in the short term because we can continue to indulge in the things we enjoy by justifying you don't do it often and it can allow you to spend freely or so you think. Um, I do want to throw in a fun little reference from, have you heard of the show Friends? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so Rachel and Chandler, this is the episode, the one with all the cheesecakes. Mm-hmm. So, if you remember, a cheesecake was delivered um, to their neighbor, but it was actually delivered to Chandler on accident. So, Chandler eats it, and then another one is delivered, and he does the right thing and puts it in front of the neighbor's door. Well, later, Rachel and Chandler walk by, and they see that the cheesecake is still outside the door. Mm -hmm. So, they start rationalizing... Well, what if she's out of town? She can't come home to a bad cheesecake. We can't do that. I mean, that cheesecake needs to be eaten. Like, we've got to take this. 
So they do the right thing by not having their neighbor come home to a, a bad cheesecake and they eat it. You know, makes sense, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense to make Rachel and Chandler feel good yeah, about what they were doing. Yeah. Um, the neighbor, not so much, but that's what you're going with. Okay, examples of when we rationalize, and there is a lot of these, and I hope a lot of you are at home listening to this or wherever you are, and you're shaking your head agreeing with me. Please don't make me feel alone in this. <laughs> it's a special occasion, right? You only turn 41. Oh, sure. I mean, who doesn't do that? You, you, <clears throat> you have to blow out. You have to do the whole, like, a big blowout. You have to have all the decorations, a new outfit, um, you know, deck like hotel rooms, everything, whatever it could be, mm-hmm. because it's a special occasion. Yeah, I mean, you know, perfect example. On my oldest graduation from high school, we were prepared to, I mean, we, we, we didn't have the money to, but we were prepared to pretty much take her out to eat at the fanciest restaurant in the city, if that's what she wanted. You know, mm-hmm. we basically said, your choice, where do you want to go? Anywhere, you know, sky's the limit, doesn't matter. And... I just figured I'll put it on my credit card and figure out how to pay for it later because it was a special occasion. Yeah, and if she wanted a new outfit to wear to that fancy dinner? Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, she might have thought with her money, ooh, it's a you know fancy dinner. I want I'm a new sure outfit. she already got a new outfit. I mean, we, you know, this was right after graduation. So, like, I'm sure she had already gotten the new outfit mm-hmm. from from mom, you know, to wear under that graduation robe for all the pictures afterwards and so forth. I don't, I don't know how that all works, but dinner was my thing. And so, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely much more of a girl thing. I think, although there are a group of guys that do this, but it's, you've got, um, you know, New Year's Eve, we've talked about that, get a new outfit or Mm -hmm. dances or, you know, somebody's wedding that you really care about how you look or your high school reunions. I mean, Cameron, jump in here with me. I've got a suit. I've got a suit that I wear to special occasions. Abby's my stylist. Like, I don't buy clothes. Mm. She's like, I think it's time for you to get more. I'm like, okay, go pick me out some. (laughs) So I'm not the one to talk about getting... Picking out new things. Well, see, and like special occasions as well. Like I am guilty about impulse shopping when it comes to holidays and different things like that. Like, oh, well, I've got new people coming over. I need to have new stuff. Or or it's, you know. I've been to your house. Think about about Easter. How many times growing up was it like you have to get a new Easter dress or a new Easter tie or outfit or something like that? Yeah, I do recall that. So our parents kind of put that into us of like, Easter's coming up. We need new outfits. Well, yeah, I mean, somehow I managed to avoid that mindset, but I certainly can understand where where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the next one we can think about is, this will save me money. This is one of my favorites. (laughs) Okay, listen to this scenario. You need a new wrench that is needed for a project, but buying this one singular wrench by itself, it's $15. Mm -hmm. If you buy the set for uh, 44 pieces... That includes this wrench that you need. It's going to cost you $200. So you can tell your family the wrench only costs you $4.50. Because mm-hmm. of the average per piece mm-hmm. price. Yeah, okay. So uh, let me <laughs> let me add on here. This, is, this, this scenario suggests that we needed the wrench. You know, what about those times when you find something that you're going to need someday? Mm-hmm. Or even worse, that you just really, really want that's on sale or that you can get, you know, in a package of a whole bunch of other things that you might need someday. And so you're actually saving money by buying something 
that you might need someday or that you want because you got it on sale or you got it at a, at a, in a discount package or something like that. Oh yeah. And Amazon is real bad about that, about getting stuff in bulk. And, you know, I think even with Costco, I, uh, you go in there and there's like some things you can use that amount of quantity, but buying a huge bag of flour from Costco, yeah, that may save you money when you think about like the, the amount of flour to how much you spend. But what are you going to do with that giant bag of flour? Where is that going to go? Half of it's going to end up on your floor. I caught myself the other night <laughs> looking at a bulk order on Amazon of of um, turkey jerky. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I want I want bulk turkey jerky, and I was like, ah, this is this is this is more. This is so much turkey jerky. It was like fifty dollars for a big giant thing of See, turkey. See, and jerky. you probably would get sick of it before you could go through all of it. I, I, but, I'm sure I would. But it was a good deal. It was saving you money. Absolutely. Instead of stopping at the gas station every week to get turkey jerky. Yeah. So it's yes, you just you are justifying it saves you money. Mm-hmm. There, you know, rationalizing. I didn't order it though. Okay. Because, well. Um, Rational. So you have to ask yourself, do I need this item? Would I buy it if it was not on sale or if it could not save me money? Can I afford it? That is the biggest thing. Can you afford it? Yeah, for buying a 44-piece set for $200, if you don't have $200 to spend, guess what? You ain't saving money. You're spending, what, four, we said it was $15 for one wrench or Four, or $200 for the 44 piece set. If you don't have the $185, then you're making the wrong choice. Yeah, and it's like if you're just needing this one wrench for one project, but you're not really a handyman, do you really need 44 piece set? Or can you just justify getting the $15 wrench? I do need the 44 piece set. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. You justify it. Okay, the next one. I have a gift card or a coupon. I'm real bad about that. I'll give you this example that just happened to me on Sunday. So, uh, my hair salon, I was like, ooh, I'm getting my hair done, and it, it's expensive. I know, I mean, you do it every couple of months, but it's expensive when you go. And they have this cute little boutique attached to it, which is deadly to mm. me. Um, because it's especially, you can't go in there while your hair is processing, but it's one of those that you want to go in there and see the new little outfits. And, and you justify it of like, look, I'm not going to go somewhere else and shop. It's just a small little amount. Well, so I happened to look in my wallet as my hair color was processing and I'm like, I have a gift card. <gasps> oh, oh, this is awesome. So my hair can be covered by the gift card. So I was already prepared to spend X amount on my hair, but now that I have this gift card, I can buy something from the boutique. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, like that. I mean, did I sell you on that? Does that sound logical? I mean, it, it's it's it, it is a rationalization, you know. But they see, call them rationalizations because you know, on some level, it's it's rational. It's just mm-hmm. that it's not. It's not necessarily the best choice. My husband calls me the queen of justifying and rationalizing my spending. And I've gotten to the point now that he goes, what is that? And I start immediately getting in defense mode and like, oh, well, it's this because I needed it for this and da 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 And he's just like, you justify and rationalize everything. But yes, I clearly could have been like, ooh, free haircut or just, you know, the cost of the tip. Mm-hmm. But instead, now I spent... More money because I used the gift card and then bought something else. Did I really need the outfit I bought for the dress? The, no. The dress. Let me go ahead and answer that for you. Well, no. and I bought a dress for a rehearsal dinner that I'm going to this weekend. 
and it was a cute little summery dress. Of course, now it's turned cold, so I can't even wear it. So now it's going to go to the back of my closet, my and who God. knows when I'm going to wear it. But again, I was buying it for a special occasion. Yeah, and but let's 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 talk about this for a moment. This is a wedding for the. This is the rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner says to me that you're either family or wedding party. Which is it? Wedding party. Wedding party. So what did you have to buy for being in the wedding party? Oh, I spent a lot of money on this wedding. Yeah, but let's just say, even if you're just a, a normal old bridesmaid, and you're not doing anything but being a bridesmaid, what'd you buy? I already bought a dress. You already bought a dress. <laughs> so you, you got one new dress for the you wedding. You can't wear the bridesmaid's dress to the no, rehearsal No, I'm dinner. just saying, maybe, maybe, just maybe, you can justify wearing, wearing a one? used outfit for the rehearsal a dinner. A used outfit. So that, that sounds can, dirty. Because you like, no. already got the new dress that you've got to wear on the wedding night. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, and same with coupons. It's one of those, I, if you've got a coupon, then you can justify spending it. Or another example, and I'll make this one quick. Um, I, I ordered a bunch of stuff at Christmas time from a Scentsy rep. You know what Scentsy is? Uh, no. The, it's like the smell good little wax that you put in the warmers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think I, I think I have one. Oh, I got you. I yeah. got you a plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so I ordered a lot of different things. See, I, I bought you a gift mm-hmm. from her. Mm-hmm. And so she said, oh, you've earned $60 in free that you can spend on Scentsy. Let me know what you want. And she keeps texting me and I keep avoiding her. And then the other day she's like, yeah, you have $60 free and then you have, you know, 30% off after that. So she's trying to get me to spend more money. <laughs> and I texted her and said, okay, well, I'll buy this. Where then she goes, okay, well, you still have $20 and the 30% off. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> no. Lord. <laughs> okay. So next scenario of rationalizing, your next category, um, having to be the best. This goes back to, you know, being with the Joneses. Um, Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, I, I understand. I, I understand you, you people that. That feel like you have to keep up with me, but it's okay if you don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, throwing it out there, it's okay to just be you. You don't have to keep up with the best. Yeah, it's so it's whether it's trying to have the newest things or fit in and have someone like you. You look at all those high school drama t- t- TV shows and movies where someone has to change the clothes they wear or if they've got an old iPhone and they need to update to the new one to be cool. Of course, you know, if you want to be crowned uh, the best gift giver or the hostess with the mostest, I mean, those are definitely titles I would like to have. Um, It's you get that high from going all out for showers or parties or gifts. But the thing is, is most of the time you build up that high and you're excited and the person loves the gift or loves what you did. And then you have to come back to reality because your credit card bill hits. And it's like. (laughs) Was was that high of being popular or you know being appreciated? Was that really worth that big old credit card debt that shows up? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Let me just answer that for you. Yeah, um, another category. I need this. Wanting to fit in again, like you know, understanding the difference between needs and wants is the basic of personal finance. Which really, I mean, I need this. It it kind of falls right in with that category of keeping up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. having to get the newest, greatest thing. You know, all of that stuff that we already said. A lot of people, especially with Apple devices, it's like, oh well, my 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 iPhone is old and it's slow, and I need 
a new one because I need it to, to be fast and I need it to keep up with mm-hmm. my needs. And they're coming out with the newest, best one. And, I, and it's cool and it's got these features, so I've got to get it. Um, yeah, I feel like Cam always has the best of the Apple products, and I'm always a little green with envy with him. I'm like, your phone does what now? Oh, my, mine can barely make phone calls. Okay. My wife gets so mad at me for buying the newest <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, and the thing is also, and um, you know, Cam may be able to chime in with this, there's all these algorithms now that the second you search for something, and we, and we talked about this with the digital footprint, mm-hmm, the second mm-hmm. you search for something, then it starts showing up as ads on your Instagram and your Facebook and your emails. Mm. So it's it's tempting you. It is big old tempters telling you, like, buy this. Yeah, I mean, for a long time there, uh, Cameron will appreciate this story. I, I, I was desperately in need, I thought, of a new pair of, of shoes um, for playing disc golf in. My my shoes had gotten absolutely swamped. That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I I searched and searched and searched for all these different kinds of shoes and finally settled on this one pair of shoes that was deemed by disc golf pros the best pair of shoes for playing disc golf in. You know, they were waterproof, so, you know, you could get in the water if you needed to. All these other features, they're great. So I had searched them by brand and name and so forth and... Man, if those shoes didn't show up in my Facebook feed for like months <laughs> afterwards, just t- screaming at me, you must buy us. I never. Well, and that's the thing is, is once you do buy something, then they keep sending you more emails and more discounts and more things. And they're just tempting you. It's just like, come on, buy more, more, more. I do have to tell a story a little bit about some of the ladies in the office. I, I actually started this monster, but it is uh, workout clothes. One of my sorority sisters got me hooked on them, but it's the Zia, and they have different brands of leggings and sports bras and all stuff like that because, of course, you justify, well, I'm going to work out more if I have cute workout clothes, right? <laughs> I mean, it just makes you happier, so then you're going to want to do it and show it off. So, yeah. But I bought a good amount of things, um, which I'm jumping ahead a little bit because... She was my sorority sister, and she was a bartender, and so this was during COVID times, and so she didn't have much work, and I wanted to support her, so I bought a lot of items, and then I came to work and told my coworkers how much I love them, specifically the black metallic leggings that kind of looked like leather leggings, but were not uncomfortable like leather leggings. Mm. Well, then... Well, I got one more coworker on board, and then now we finally got the last one that was standing. She was like, I am not spending that much money on leggings, and now she's jumped onto this. And so now we're just a big old group of peer pressure talking each other up, encouraging each other to keep buying more of these leggings and sports bras. Yeah, I went to Target and bought some running shorts. Cam, how about you? Buy some, <laughs> buy some, buy like a running shirt every now and then, maybe an Adidas. Yeah, Target's my place for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it does make me feel special when I get new athletic clothes. Mm. I do work yeah. out a little bit more. It, it makes you feel good. Okay, what about this one? It's only X amount of dollars. You know, it's only, it's in the dollar bin at Target. Oh, gosh. Listen, okay, so <laughs> one of my wife's favorite stores or favorite category of stores, I guess, is the dollar store. You know, mm-hmm. Dollar Tree, Family Dollar. She loves going to dollar stores, and she will come back with more junk from dollar stores because why? Because well, it, it was you know, a dollar. Yeah, and I can tell when she's found a new 
bargain priced store that she wants that she likes to frequent because she'll start showing up at the house with all of this stuff mm-hmm. you know um it's so yeah sure she, you saved money and then we never use it or it breaks or it goes in your craft drawer or your craft well, closet or whatever and that's what I, but see the thing is is if you go to a store like a department store or really any store and they're having a sale. Okay, well, yeah, you may end up spending $500, but look at how much I have to show for that $500. All of this was on 50% off, so I got yeah. 10 pieces of clothing instead of just normally three pieces for yeah. $500. So yeah, I mentioned it that was earlier. a win. The whole, you don't need it. You don't really need it, but you you buy you buy stuff because you're actually saving money by you spending You are, money. exactly. Okay, I know a lot of people can relate with this one. I had a bad day. Okay. I'm, yes, everybody does this. If you don't, you're heartless. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so you splurge because you had a bad day and, you know, comfort, whether it's overspending on some comfort food or I will go and buy Sarah Jessica Parker heels because I had a bad day. I think I mentioned before <laughs> that I, I have an enormous DVD collection and it is because I used my, my thing used to be I would go to Best Buy back when DVDs were new and the the cool thing and i would buy all sorts of movies on dvd that i maybe have watched most of them not all of them but most of them maybe once oh yeah okay i kind of mentioned this one a second ago but this will help people out so you know helping a small business out um helping a charity um court has learned he can no longer send me links for his children's fundraisers well no i've learned that if i want to sell my kids stuff that i need to send you a link because that's the surefire way to book their sales because my guilt kicks in and i'm like i know court sent me this like or they're gonna know that i saw that facebook post so of course i have to buy the popcorn or i have to buy the girl scout cookies or you know oh it's you know the person i told you that was the last one to finally get on board with the zia she ended up, she was just going to buy the leggings, but she ended up buying the t- the tank top because the sales rep was so close to hitting her goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I need to care about that. Why? Why is that but my problem? It's, we all get wrapped up into this. Um, Lord. you know, one thing that we can talk about with this of helping out, you know, the stimulus check. A lot of people are getting those right now and, um, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of good, but some of those that are getting them that may not necessarily need the money because they haven't missed a beat essentially with money wise, um, they kind of feel bad about it. And so they're going to spend more and give it to, you know, the local restaurant or, you know, spend a lot of money and it's, it's a catch 22 and I'm not going to get into that subject a lot right now because we do want to make sure you're stimulating the economy but it's one of those you also could have used that money to then go into your savings your retirement Mm -hmm. or education funding yeah okay we'll move on from that one we are here so we need to go ahead and spend it all right yeah again these this is another you problem (laughs) i've never i've never been like oh my gosh i am in blankety blank place i must buy everything now because (laughs) i I will never have the chance again especially not with the interwebs when you're traveling it's one of those you're out of the country you better buy it because you don't know when you're ever going to be back interwebs yeah i mean disney's really bad about this interwebs (laughs) stop it Disney is really bad about it in the fact that they'll put out a new collection and if you like it and you don't buy all of the pieces, then they'll be gone. 
And so you've got to get it all while you're there. Um, you think about it, you're on a vacation and, you know, okay, what's another $50 meal? Or I already, yeah. I spent $60 yesterday. Let's tack on another one. Yeah. This is kind of like the whole... Um, I'm already in debt, so why does it even matter? Yeah, it's it's kind of like the whole diet philosophy of, well, I screwed up at breakfast. Might as well just keep it going with yeah. lunch and dinner. Flashback to breaking those, uh, those, those resolutions, right? Yep. Okay, so here's the other one. I've saved so much money this week, so, you know, I deserve to spend some. I, you know, I have been, um, recently we have, we have redoubled our efforts to, to, to put some money into savings. And I got to admit that, that money, that, that savings as it's building up it, or to put some more money in savings, I guess. And as it's building up, it's, uh, it really does start to burn a hole in your pocket. You really Mm -hmm. do. You're you're like, I've got, I've, I've been saving. I've been good. Now I get to spend it. Yeah, we want that gratification and we want that reward. So it's like, oh, we're not having to pay daycare costs anymore. Woohoo! Let's go buy a new PS3. Like, yeah, no, P P P P PS5. I mean, I have been. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, and they're impossible to get right now. Just, okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one: refund checks. So think about it. Refund. What does refund mean? They're refunding the money you've already paid. So is this is in the form of like the tax refund or if a lot of times it happens with like insurance companies or something like that, you have overpaid. So they're giving you a check and most of us are like, woohoo. Oh yeah. I'm going to go blow this on something. What? And we justified it. Oh, they gave us a, we got a check. It's a refund check. Long, 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 long before I hit the financial industry, my brother uh, was an accountant um, and he had, he had been an accountant and in accounting for a while. And he was, um, you know, I said something about being real excited that that I was getting a certain amount back, and he was like, I, "My goal is to get zero back. I want, you know, if I owe a little bit, that's way better because you're just giving the government basically a loan for, you know, however many months uh, of that an sounds- interest free loan for yeah. however many months until they give you your refund back." Sounds like something David Pickler would say. Mm. Um, couple other ones um, that are, I think, it get more related to me. Uh, oh my God, they have my size. I had to get it. It was the last one. <laughs> um, not returning items because you don't like going through the trouble of it. Uh, if y'all remember with the subscription episode, I talked about Stitch Fix. They even give you a envelope with paid postage and everything. And I still can't return them. It's, but that's, you're, you're overspending and you that's could get your money back. procrastination. And then the Katie syndrome. I love this one. <laughs> this is, this is just. This, I, I, it's, I don't know. I've, I've just done this for a long time now. If I really want to buy something and I feel bad about buying it, um, which uh, almost every time I buy something, then I have to buy something for somebody else because I feel like, look, I'm buying for court or cam, but I, I'm also going to get myself something. So it's okay because I'm doing for others. But in reality, I'm just spending more money instead of just being like owning I wanted this and I bought it yeah. and I spent this amount yeah. of money. You, you now end I'm spending up spending double. twice what you should. You shouldn't be spending anything. You're trying to justify spending more than you should spend by spending twice as much more than you should spend. Yeah, and I have to face the reality that I might feel a little icky about it, but my bank account will be so much happier and my husband too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, rationalizing to rational, making excuses for our less than ideal choices may be human, but it's not the best way to manage your money at all. But it's reality. We all do it. 
um, you got to take the time to really ask yourself, why are you making these choices? And start looking at your finances more rationally and really kind of have a little conversation with yourself before you make these moves. You really are, at the end of the day, a lot of times the, the stories that you're telling yourself are just stories to, to make you feel better about what you've bought or about the money that you've spent that you know you didn't need to. So um, try, try, try to be honest with yourself, even if you can't be honest with, with everybody. Try to be honest with yourself at least. Yeah, it's so at the heart of it, when you're sitting there looking at these credit card debts and you're like, where has this gone? Because you've got your budget. You know where your bills are. You know what's going on. And this more than likely is the items that you do not budget for. These are those, you know, as we said, not emergency, but they're the emotional spending. You got to figure out why you're doing it. Ask yourself, do you really need these items? If it's causing you major financial issues, then you need to start writing down everything you're spending on. Find that accountability partner and create a plan. And at the heart of it, stop lying to yourself and stop having to justify it all. Got to be honest. You know, my, my friend Candace has incredible willpower. She will go around on trips or she'll every day she'll see something and she keeps a list on her phone of things she wants and will not buy it immediately. I was blown away with her in Disney because she had a list of all these things that she knew she wanted to get in Disney. And then it's like every time she went somewhere and saw something, she would add it to the list, but she'd only allow herself to get a couple off of that. Mm. I'm like, me, I'm like, well, I'm going to buy it all. And then I'll deal with the credit card later. <laughs> it's not, Candace is the good example. I am the bad. Apparently this episode is just you it's, flat it's, out admitting to our audience, hey, guys and guys out there, we, you know, all those things that we've told you to do when you're when you're trying to budget and when you're trying to save up money and when you're trying to take a vacation. Uh, yeah, I don't do any of those. Well, and so <laughs> I will give you some advice. I, I first step, I have admitted that I have a good handle on And my- admitting you have a problem <laughs> is the first, first step. <laughs> yes. I, I admit that when I look at my budget each month, it's like I, I know where it's going. You know, my husband has a very concrete amount of money that he spends each month with his extras, but mine would vary extremely because it would be like, oh, well, such and such is going to get married. So now I've spent all this money on the bachelorette and on her wedding and all of this stuff. Well, then the next month it's like, well, I had a really bad month, and so I bought several months worth of clothing in a day. And so I knew that's why this episode kind of came about is I knew that as far as my normal budget, I was on track, but these emotional, rational spendings, I was not budgeting. And so now I've sat down and you know, I I myself I sat down with my financial advisor, David Pickler, and said, Look, help me figure out. What amount can I keep in my head of saying this is how much I can spend each month? And it's more of it's my frivolous spending that I got to pick. So if a, a friend needs me to help out and buy something for them, then it's kind of one of those, I gotta you got to submit your, your request to me and then I'll get back to you in five business days and decide <laughs> if it's in my budget. I joke, yeah. but it's kind of how I have to get my mindset back into that because I was doing a lot of impulse shopping for myself, but then also that benefited other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, step one, admit you have a problem. Step two, you get a plan. Step three, you find somebody to make sure you're actually following through with the plan. Yeah. And step four, allow yourself some impulse. It's okay. <laughs> admit it's okay. 
I guess I guess we could sort of again go back to that New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's resolution thing where, you know, if you if you if you fall off the wagon, so to speak, and go out there and binge shop on something because of some mental issue that you have <laughs> just because you, just, just because you failed this once to to actually stick to your budget doesn't mean you just <laughs> toss the budget in the trash yep yeah i mean we've all been rationalizing our entire lives as we talked about with you know education and stuff and you think about you know another pop culture movie he's just not that into you that entire movie is making a point about that how girls all get together and when the guy didn't call her they're like oh well maybe he got hit by a bus or maybe he lost his phone or something like that no he's just not that into you mm. and so it's hard to face the music but yeah we talked a lot though court you ready to bullseye this i'm uh, so <laughs> i'm hardcore ready to bullseye katie okay it's okay to admit you have a problem. It is. Um, no, guys, seriously, it's one of those. The first step is kind of recognizing what you're doing. And I hope that listening to this episode, it kind of triggered some things that we're all doing. And know the reality. It's going to happen. But if you know that you are an impulsive shopper like me, that try and build it into your budget. Be aware of it. And Sit down, pen and paper or computer, whatever you want to do, and figure out what is that the impulse shopping that you can afford to do each month so you are not putting yourself in that financial crunch. Bullseye. Ladies and gentlemen, ask yourself a question. Do you have a problem? If so, what are you going to do about it? Well, how recognizing the problem is simple. Do you have a budget? No? Make a budget. Do you spend more than you budgeted? Yes, you have a problem. Don't do that. Stop it. Ouch. <laughs> and again, you can get a partner, like a financial advisor or something like that. Just find somebody to help you out if you do have a spending problem because you can resolve it and make sure that you don't put yourself in financial debt. But in all seriousness, my bullseye is more along these lines. If you have a problem, if you are going beyond your budget on a regular basis because you're buying things that you didn't budget for because they're things that you don't need, then ask yourself why. Why are you buying this? And don't lie to yourself because when you're lying to yourself, you're rationalizing the purchase. Really try and figure out what it is that's causing you to want to go out and get this thing and uh, and try and solve that problem with by addressing it directly rather than by addressing it through retail therapy, therapy. bullseye. <laughs> oh, look at that. There's the closing bell. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you haven't already, hop on over to your favorite subscription service and subscribe to the podcast. That way it will be magically fed to the device that you like to listen to us on every single Thursday. If you want to find out more about me and Katie, you can. Go to our website, that's bullcastpodcast.com. You can leave a comment, you can suggest a topic, you can, you know, bully us, you can yell at us, you can flame us, whatever you want to do. It's all right there on the website. If you want to see some pictures of us, you can check out our Instagram at the handle bullcastpodcast. 
And if you would like to hear some words from us, we have the words on the Twitters. It's a handle of, um, uh, I don't know. Bullcast Podcast. Podcast. That's right, Katie. And finally, if you'd like to find out more about where we work and our amazing team and our amazing boss, you can check out where we work. That's Pickler Wealth Advisors at PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, you now have everything you need to go forth and be merry. So... For now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. And we are done.